the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour taking your calls and we'll be talking about the Bible. We'll be praying for your prayer requests and answering questions. So if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 1-888-995-5552. But before we go any further, let's open the program with prayer. So would you Pray with me and pray for me. Pray for this next hour that the Lord would just have his way and that we would see and feel and know the power of God through prayer and through his word tonight. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this hour. Thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, that we can come before you tonight and we could seek your face. We could seek you, Lord, as we worship, as we as we pray, as we seek you out in your word. Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would send your Holy Spirit and fill these airwaves, Lord. Fill it with your power. Fill it with your presence, Lord. Heal your people tonight, Lord, all who are seeking you tonight through prayer, through your word. Lord, that we would find, Lord, the awesome and mighty power of an awesome and loving and compassionate, mighty God who is able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us. And we'll be here for the next hour. We'll be taking calls, talking about the Bible. So if you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, we want to stand in the gap. We want to be there and and, and just seek the Lord in prayer for your requests, for your needs, for the needs of your family, your friends, your relatives. You can call in tonight. The number is one 888 Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. If you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, call in and let's pray. We're a live program. We're here in studio and we will pray with you. We'll pray for you for your prayer requests, for your needs, for the desires that you want to bring before the Lord. And look what the the, the Bible tells us. It says this is the confidence, and this is uh first John five fourteen. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked from him. This is a Bible passage that I I constantly want to remind us of, that we can have confidence, we can have the assurance that when we pray, that when we seek the Lord, he hears us. He knows our needs, he knows our desires, but he is waiting for you 
to seek him out. He's waiting for you to seek his face. He's waiting for you to pick up that phone and call in and ask for prayer. We ask, we seek, we knock, and the door is open. So if you have a, a request tonight, if you have a, 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 a something you want to bring before the Lord in prayer, call in. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls. Also, if you have a Bible question, if there's something that you've read this week, something you've heard this week, something you want to seek the Lord about in His Word, if you have a Bible question, a question about Christianity, the Bible, uh, the cults, the occult, uh, world religions, whatever is on your mind tonight, uh, whatever question you have, uh, I'd like to, I hope you'll give me the opportunity to seek the, the Word, to seek the Bible for the answer to your question. So again, the number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls uh, for your questions uh, whatever topic you have whatever question you have you can call in tonight uh, with your Bible questions uh, also I want to remind you that uh, every Friday night we gather together for worship in Arcadia so if you'd like to join us for worship it's a prayer and worship meeting uh, Friday nights uh, at eight o'clock in the city of Arcadia. Uh, we also seek the, the 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 Lord in His Word. Pastor Salka is continuing his his series on uh, why we were created, uh, what's our reason for being here. Uh, so you can join us on Friday nights at eight o'clock in the city of Arcadia. It's eight o five North First Avenue. That's eight o five North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really easy to get to. Just take the two ten freeway into the Arcadia. Pasadena area, and you would exit on uh, Santa Anita Avenue, go north one block to Foothill Boulevard, make another right, go another block to First Avenue, and make another right. And then you'll see us on the right-hand side at 805 North First Avenue at the corner of Forest and First. And that's every Friday night. I know it's a, it's a week away, but you can mark your calendar. Uh, make a note to join us uh, on Friday nights at 8 p.m. for prayer and worship and the Word. So join us Friday nights. Also Sunday mornings, uh, Pastor Walter Hofflin is the pastor at the Hills Church. That's where we meet. But Sunday mornings we have service uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Same address, 805 North 1st Avenue. Uh, in the city of Arcadia. So if you're looking for some place to worship on Friday nights, I hope you'll join us at LA Gypsy Church. And then Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Hills Church, both at the same address, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. So again, Friday nights at 8 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Also, you could listen to this program uh, now on podcasts. We've been on podcasts for uh, for the better part of this year uh, and last year. And uh, we've got uh, more than, I believe, 30 programs on the podca- podcast. So if you go to KKLA dot com and you look for the podcast page you'll see us as the gypsy christian hour and you could tell so tell a friend tell somebody about the the podcast you can listen to it uh on your pc or laptop or uh your iphone if you download the app so download the kkla app go to your google play or to itunes and down download the free kkla app and you'll be able to listen to this program and many other programs uh, uh, here at KKLA. So again, 
Uh, we're on podcast, so I hope you'll uh, join us on podcast or tell a friend to listen on podcast. We're going to go to our first uh, caller, and if you'd like to call in tonight, you can call in at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for your prayer requests and Bible questions, testimonies, praise reports. We'd love to hear from you, so give a call. One eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We're going to go to our first caller and talk to Janet. Hi, Janet. You're on Hi. the air. How can we help you tonight? Yes, uh, I want you to pray for my son, Adam Womack. He's in a um, correctional facility, and um, I have to go back to arraignment next month in mm-hmm. April. I think it's the eleventh. I think or the ninth. Um, I have to go back, and you know they're trying to talk about giving him ten years in jail. But um, he's uh, just turned 19, March 27th, mm-hmm. and I want to pray for him that that doesn't happen. Oh, what's his name again, Janet? Adam Womack. Adam. Well, Father, we come before you, Lord. And Janet and I and the rest of the listeners, Lord, we stand in the gap for Adam, Lord. And we ask, Father, that your perfect will would be accomplished in Adam's life, Lord. Lord, that he would come to know you in a personal, intimate way, Lord, that you would just touch him, Lord, right there wherever he is, Lord, in that in that correctional institute right now that you would minister to him, Lord, that you would protect him, Lord, that you would send an army of angels, Lord, to, 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 to gather around him and protect him, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak to him, Lord, and that his life would be changed through the power of your Holy Spirit, through the touch of, of the Spirit and through the power of your word, Lord, that you would change his life, that you would transform him, Lord, into the man that you've called him to be, Lord, and that your perfect will would be accomplished in his life, Lord, that he would find favor in your sight and find favor in the sight of man, Lord, and that your will would be accomplished in his life, Lord. We pray all of this, Lord, according to your will, according to your plan and your purpose for Adam, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, Janet. Thank you for calling. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Doris. Hi, Doris. You're on the air. How can we help you? Hello, Doris. Doris, if you're listening, you need to shut off your radio and listen to me through the telephone. Uh, I'm calling in for... Yes? Doris, you need to shut off your radio. You there, Doris? Yes. Okay. We're going to get back to... I turned it off. Okay, there you go, Doris. How can we help you tonight? Uh, I'm calling for someone to uh, open a door, I mean, for God to open a door for me to get an in-home care worker. Okay. Well, Father, we just pray for Doris right now, Lord. You know the needs of your people, Lord. You know every need. You know every desire, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you would open a door, Lord, that you would open a way, Lord, that you would cause your favor to fall upon Doris right now, Lord, and that she would find an in-home help her, Lord, that there would be somebody, Lord, to help her, there would be somebody, Lord, to assist her, Father. Lord, you sent your Holy Spirit, and we're never alone. We're always in your sight, Lord, and your Spirit is always with us, Lord. We're never alone. We have the helper, the comforter of your Holy Spirit. But, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would just pour out your Spirit, pour out your blessing upon Doris, that she would find all the help that she needs, Lord, physical help, Lord, uh, uh, spiritual help, whatever help she needs, Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Doris. Thank you. And we got a, we're going to go to another caller, and we're going to talk to Irene. Hi, Irene. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi. Thank you. Um, 
I was invited to a church last week, and they had little doy. They had uh, little scarves on their head, and uh-huh. I asked the pastor, "How come they have scarves on their head?" And then he said it was biblical. Uh-huh. So I looked it up on uh, I think it's Second First Corinthians chapter eleven, mm-hmm. and I thought it's meant that our hair was our head covering. Can you please explain to me? Well, it says in 1 Corinthians, I praise you because you remember me in every in everything and hold firmly to the traditions just as I delivered them to you. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, yes. and the man is the head of every woman, and God is the head of Christ. Every man who has something on his head while praying or prophesying disgraces his head. But every woman who has her head uncovered while praying or prophesying disgraces her head, for she is one and the same as the woman whose head is shaved. For if a woman does not cover her head, let her also uh, have her hair cut off, but it is the disgrace of a woman. It's it's, it's talking about the headship of Christ. And these are symbols that, uh, that, 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 that a man's head is uncovered because above him is Christ. And a woman's head is covered to show that she, and usually it's a married woman whose head is covered because her headship is her husband. Now, these were symbols of the time, and these were the customs of the time, okay? But, you know, it, it's it's not a requirement today. You understand what I mean? It's more yes. of, a, of a symbolic the symbols are of order, how God has ordered the church. Christ is the head of the church, and then the men lead the church, and then the, the, the women also have, a, a, they, they participate. But if you also notice, uh, uh, Paul also said that, that a woman wasn't to be the head of the church. She wasn't to be a pastor of a church. She wasn't to be the leader of the church. You understand? And I'm just wondering, yeah. what kind of church was it that you went to? Well, I was invited. They were having like a little... Uh, Thing for ladies, and they were naming some uh, women in the in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then they had different women come up as the and dress at that time, and then at the end, uh, that the Lord that we were the brides of the Lord, mm-hmm. and this one girl came out in a bride dress, you know, but, and I go, woo. Yeah, but what kind of denomination? Christian. What kind of denomination it's was Christian? Christian apostle, apostle, apostolic, apostle. I can't pronounce the word. Apostolic? I know it. <laughs> was it an apostolic yeah. church? Uh, yes. Was yes, it? Was yes. it? Um, Not chicken. Spanish. Okay. Well, the only thing I'm wondering is if it was like um, the United Pentecostal Church, because they're no, very. They were not. They're not speaking in tongues. I'm sorry. They were not speaking. They were in not tongues. speaking in tongues. Okay. No, but they were when the pastor was praying and stuff, and I didn't. Know, I don't understand Spanish when they go so fast. Uh huh. Um, they were. Uh, he was like yelling, and every, and the men would get up and while well, they would be applauding, a loud, huge applaud, very noisy, and I just could not feel the Holy Spirit in that in that uh, situation yeah. that I was in. Well, if you weren't comfortable in the church and if you couldn't understand what he was saying, mm-hmm. I would say that's that. Those are two pretty good reasons, you know, not to to make that your home church, you know. You can you right. can you can visit that church or, or, or if you're uh-huh. invited for for special occasions or something. But I would find a church where you feel comfortable, where you can feel the Holy Spirit, where you know that you're being fed the the Bible, where you can understand the sermon, understand what the pastor's saying, 
And well, I'm going tomorrow. Excuse me, sir, for interrupting. Sure. I'm going tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. to check out the English part of that church. I'm mm-hmm. going to see if they're going to still wear the scarves because I thought, well, if that was what we're supposed to do, then everybody would be wearing mm-hmm. scarves. But I understand that it is like symbolic, kind of like... Yeah. It, it's symbolic of the order of the church, how God has ordered the church, how Christ is the head of the church. The men uh, lead the church. You know, there's a the pastor. You know, uh, uh, Paul said he didn't suffer a woman to lead the church or to be a pastor in a church. Um, and you know, there, there's there's some. Uh, how can I say this? There's some that, that that abide by that. There's some that say, well, that was just for that time. It's not for today. But I do believe that the the head coverings were symbolic of of the, the the order of the church, and also it was for that time. Uh, uh-huh. And if if you feel comfortable, you know, then by by all means, go ahead and cover your head. If you oh, don't no, feel comfortable I, with that, then don't no. do it. There's no requirement, well, I believe, right. for today to to do and, that. And then uh, another question is that are when I have gone to a Pentecostal and they really draw a lot of attention to themselves when they run around the aisles and then like Tuesday night when they were shouting, clapping mm-hmm. real loud. Um, I, I, I somewhere in the Bible, I don't even know where, but I thought I read that it says not to cause, not to call attention to yourself mm-hmm. when you're in services. And I noticed that Hispanic people, they really, really chill because over here in the corner where I live, oh my gosh, you could hear them in the evening, like mm-hmm. two blocks away, they're just yelling. And then I thought, oh my goodness. Well, you know, there are times to rejoice and to be you know, to, to, to be you know, joyful and, 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 and uh-huh. be praising and worshiping. Uh, but there's also that intimate time that we need to be in worship and seeking the Lord. You know, there needs to be a variety of, of, of ways of worship in a church. But if there's some place, something that you feel uncomfortable with, you know, or if there's an, or if there's an immense, if that's all they do is run around and, 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 and yell and jump, that's not, that's not healthy. You know, you want to find a church that, that's in, that, that, that worships God, that praises God in the worship, and that uh, there's a, a there's time for prayer and there's time for His Word, and that His Word is understood uh, in a way that you you know that you can relate to to what the pastor is saying. On the end of that chapter, it says something about do not be contentious. I think the word was in my Bible anyway, King James, mm-hmm. uh, and that. But. It, I, I just didn't understand that word, contentious. Well, it's not to be, you know, not to be in conflict, to be contentious. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what scripture, you're, you know, what, what verse you're talking about. It's a, it's the last one, of uh, chapter 11, it was the last one regarding uh, the head covering. Chapter 11 one. says, it's about the Lord's okay. Supper. It says, or do you not despise the church of the shame, those who have nothing what shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? No, I will not praise you. But uh, oh, here it is. But if one, but if one is inclined to be contentious, we yeah. have no other practice, nor have the churches of God. Now, it's, it's, it's however. Let me go back to the eleventh verse. However, in the Lord neither is woman independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as a woman originates from man, so also the man has his birth through. The woman and all things originate from God. Judge for yourselves: Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a dishonor to him? But if a woman has long hair, it is the glory for her, for her hair is given to her for a covering. 
But if one is inclined to be contentious, we have no other practice nor have the churches of God. But in giving this instruction, I do not praise you because you come together not for the better but for the worse. He's saying don't be contentious. Don't be fighting over things. Oh, you, you understand? Okay. But yeah. you know, he's saying there's an order of things that, that God has set, and let's do things the way God has set it in order. Okay? So you can if you want, and you don't have to. Exactly. You know, the, 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 okay. the main thing is to honor God. That's yes, the main thing. What good is it, you know, if you got if you cover your your head but you're not honoring God, you know? And he's telling us yeah. honor God, honor the way he's ordered things in the church and do things properly in order. Like you said, don't bring a, a attention to yourself, but bring attention to 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 who we're worshiping. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you very very much and God bless. Okay, Irene, thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. And if you have a prayer request, if you have a need that you want to bring before the Lord tonight, we'd I'd love the opportunity, the honor to pray for you, to pray with you. So if you have a need, call in. If you have a question, call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on air calls. If you have a prayer request, if you, know some, if you need, have a need, if you know somebody has a need, we want to pray with you. We want to pray for your needs. If you have a question about the Bible, a testimony, a praise report, you know, something you want to share what the Lord has done for you in this past week or this past month, call in the numbers 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you now? Hey, Sammy. How you doing? God bless you. Doing, you doing better. Tonight? Doing better, thank God. Uh, I'm not doing that good. I kind of miss Danny because, you know, I was close with Danny. And mm-hmm. I was hoping for you guys to come, but, well, yeah, that night you said you was you wasn't feeling good. Yeah, I wasn't feeling good, and the next day I was in the hospital, Jeremiah. So Why, was, why was you in the hospital, you mind, Maxon? Well, uh, I had uh, some bad pain, and my blood pressure was way up, and uh, my heart rate was, was really bad, and they... I went to the doctor, and they uh, they told me to, to, that I needed to be in the hospital. I was in the hospital oh. for three days. And wow, sorry to hear that. But I know if you wasn't, I know if you wasn't sick, you would have come to Danny. Definitely, we were we were planning to be with you guys for the for the for the for the funeral. Yeah, you probably miss Danny too. You miss yeah, him, right? Sure, sure. He's I'm a sure good guy. you know Danny all your life. Yeah, I know that. So how can we pray just with pray, you tonight? Well, just pray for Message family and pray for me for God to bless me with an apartment. I'm still looking. For mm-hmm. God to bless me, and for God to send a soulmate in my life, and and you know, for God to bring comfort around me, and for God to know, and I mean, for me to know, I mean, for me to know. Sorry about that, sorry. For me to know, uh, Danny's in heaven because I was, I just got you looking at all Danny's pictures, you know. Cause, uh-huh. You know, me and Danny was very close. I hey, knew Danny yep. over ten years, and you know, I lost my best friend, and yesterday was Danny's birthday. He was fifty year old. Wow. Yeah, and oh wow, he didn't even make it to his birthday, and it's a shame. You know, you never taught him. Dad never crossed your mind because Danny would have died, right? No, no, Danny, he's too young, very young. So too father, young. You, even Sammy said, and pray for God to take the hurt from Lily, from Wally. I yeah. mean, me, and you know, because I really feel bad about Danny very much, oh. and you know, for God to bless me with a apartment and. And, for, and, you know, for me to know, because I know Danny went to heaven. I really know, because when I went to see him in the box, I really know he went to heaven. Well, Lord, we pray, Mugodad, for your comfort and for your peace, Mugodad, for Jeremiah, for Messes, for his family, for, for Wally, for Lily, Mugodad. 
Lord, whenever somebody leaves this earth, Lord, it's it's painful for us, Mughadad, because we lose somebody, but our loss is heaven's gain, Mughadad. So I thank you, Lord, for salvation. I thank you, Lord, for the knowledge of who you are, for for, for for the knowledge of Jesus Christ, for the sacrifice that he made on the cross, that we would be able to be with you in your kingdom, Mughadad. And I pray for the for Messi's family, for Jeremiah, for Lily, for Wally, Mughadad, your comfort, your peace, Lord, that you would just comfort them and give them the peace and the knowledge, Mughadal, that everything is according to your will and your purpose and your plan, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You know, you know every one of Jeremiah's needs, Lord, for apartment, Lord, for, 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 for all of his needs, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished. You know the plans that you have, Mughadal, and I pray that your plans would be accomplished for Jeremiah, for his mom, for, for the whole family, Lord. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sammy. Thank God you bless very you. Much. God bless you, Jeremiah. We're praying for Messi's family. God bless Definitely. you. Definitely. They're on the prayer list. God bless. Uh, let's go to our next caller and talk to Yvette. Hi, Yvette. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Well, hello. Hi. God bless you. God bless you, first Yvette. Of all, thank you, dear. I wanted to say first off that I'm so glad that you're feeling better. Thank you. I really am happy about that because I was worried about you. <laughs> well, thank you. But, yeah, God heals and God is good. Amen. All, glo- all glory be to Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm calling you tonight in response to Doris uh-huh. because she was asking for an in-home care uh-huh. provider. And I wanted to reach out to her and let her know that I'm available for that. Okay. Uh, well, and so and so, what I've done is I just want Doris to know if she's still listening mm-hmm. to please contact the station. I've left my number with the uh, lady that answered my call. I'm not going to okay. give my number over the air. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't. No, 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 no. But I did leave my number with the lady that answered my call, and okay. she is expecting if Doris wants to and she's interested, she can call your station and get my right. number because I left it. Well, Doris, if you're listening, please call back and we'll, 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 we'll provide you with Yvette's number and we'll go from there. The Lord provides. Yes. <laughs> the Lord Praise answers God. prayers. Okay. Well, I mean, it's like perfect timing and see God answers prayer. Amen. Well, God bless yes. you. God bless you, Yvette. Thank you for calling and making yourself yes. available like that. Thank you, dear. God bless. And have a great night. God bless Good night. you. Bye-bye. Well, again, uh, if you'd like to call in for prayer, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you can call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you can call in tonight. Or if you have a Bible question, if you have a question about Christianity, a question about the cults, the occult, uh, world religion, whatever is on your mind tonight, we can uh, can search the word for the answer to your question. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Well, we've mentioned the, the prayer list a few times, and we want to take time to pray for the prayer list. We want to pray again for for Messe and his family as uh, uh, Danny went home to be with the Lord last week. We also want to pray for uh, uh, Lili's family. Yamal probably Lili. He went home to be with the Lord and. Uh, the, uh, the 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 funeral is to, the, well the uh, memorial service will be tomorrow 
uh, Sunday. So we want to pray for Lola and for, for the rest of the family, for Nidhi's family. Uh, we also want to pray for the Jace family. Uh, Leo's daughter went home to be with the Lord last week. And we want to pray for Eddie Midlow and his family and for Steve Midlow and his family. We also want to pray for Eleanor, for healing, for cancer, for Yeso Midlow, for Jimmy Argentino and his daughter Debbie and his son Teddy. We want to pray for Larry and Mary and Barbara, Rita, Nancy and Donna, for Sister Patricia, for Pastor Steve Johnson, Pastor Safka, for Liska Johnson and for Rosie, for 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 that the Lord would would would, would heal their their eyesight. We want to pray for for Yanko and for Cookie and Bobby Evans, for Harry and Sandra, for Johnny and Tully, for Natalie Grace, also Pastor Jojo. We want to pray for Anthony Martin, Toby and Lisa, Josie Christensen, Eric and Victoria, Tony Miller, uh, Pat, uh, Patty and Nikki. We want to pray for Cameron. On all the kids, Gaisili Autism, the autistic kids. We want to pray for people with addictions, that the Lord would break the addictions. We also want to pray for uh, Frank and Nancy Nicholas, for, for, for Michael and Samuel Mitchell, for Roly B, for Sean and Denise and Allison. I want to pray for our brother Wally Mitchell for healing from cancer. He's starting, he started some new treatments, and we want to pray that those treatments would, that the Lord would use those treatments to heal him from cancer. So we want to pray for Wally and Nancy, for Matilda and family, for Nala, for Danny, Amanda in Portland, for Jackie, for Lisa, for the Roa family. Also for Lawrence Evans, Angie and Baby, uh, Ronnie and Sally, Eddie and Nena, the Mitchell family, for Isabel, for Anna, uh, Tipito, that Anna would, would learn to walk, for Frankie in Portland, Beaver and Lisa, Shaggy and family, John Dimitro, Steve Yovano, Tony and family. We want to pray especially for Tony, uh, that the, the Lord would heal him up in Portland, for Mimi and Seth, and Valerie, and Kylie, for Garismos, for Fletcher, healing from a heart attack, and also Jules, for healing from cancer. Mugodad, you know every name, you know every need, you know every desire on this list, Mugodad. And I pray, Mugodad, for your, for your blessing, for your healing, for your power to be poured out from heaven, Mugodad, your healing power, that you would touch each and every life, that you would touch each and every situation, that you would heal each and every sickness. Lord, we pray against cancer. We pray against sugar diabetes and eye disease and heart disease. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would heal every sickness. Lord, the Bible tells, Lord, when you were here on the earth, Lord, you went from town to town, village to village, healing every sort of disease and sickness, Lord. And I pray, Father, that that same power would be released upon this earth, Lord, and upon everyone who reaches out to you, Lord, in prayer, everyone who seeks you, Lord, in prayer, everyone who, who, who desires and needs, Lord, your prayer, your healing. I pray, Lord, that your, that your blessings would be bestowed, that your healing would be seen, that your power would be realized through the touch of your hand, Lord. Heal each and every sickness, each and every disease, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to the back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Patricia. Hi, Patricia. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Uh, hello. Uh, uh, good evening, Pastor. Uh, I had a question. I have a question and a prayer request. Uh-huh. Uh, my question is, Is was Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul married? Well, uh, it's believed that at one time Paul was married. Uh, oh. We don't know if his, if, uh, if his wife passed away or what happened, but uh, we know he wasn't married during his ministry. Uh, but uh, at one time we believe Paul was married because he was a, a, a part of the Sanhedrin. Uh, 
And mm. one of the requirements of being uh, a, a part of the Sanhedrin was that he would be married. Uh, oh. So we believe that at one time Paul was married, but probably his wife uh, passed away. She died. Oh. Uh, be- and, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, because in First Corinthians chapter 7, um, verse 7, it said, Yet I wish that all men were even as I myself am. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about marriage, right? Well, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. At the time of his ministry, we know that he wasn't married. He wasn't. Oh. He wasn't married. He says, yes, I wish that all men were even as I myself am. However, each man has his own gift from God, one another. But he he, he was... He wasn't married because, and he mm. said, you know, he says that he's able to to do more uh, in ministry because he wasn't married. But oh, that, that, that that someone, you know, uh, he he mentioned Peter who who took his wife along with him in ministry. But oh. uh, it's believed that Paul was married at one time, but at most likely time. his his wife passed away. And while he was in ministry, uh, all through his ministry, he was he was single. Mm. I see. And how did he die? How did how did Paul die? Paul died in Rome, and he was beheaded. Oh! And uh, it was actually um, the, the you had to be a Roman citizen in order to be beheaded because most criminals or most people that were uh, executed were were crucified at that time. But Paul, being a Roman citizen, he merited the the the, the most. Uh, 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 the best, I don't want to say the best way to die, but uh, the, the easiest way to die would be to be right. beheaded. The most, uh, oh. so he, because he was a Roman citizen, he was beheaded. We didn't, we don't see that with any other of the apostles. We know that uh-huh. Peter was crucified upside down, upside down. and we know mm-hmm. that the, the the other apostles were were martyred in in in, in various different ways. I, we know Stephen was was stoned to death. Yeah, and mm-hmm. only only Paul is is the only one mentioned What's who beheaded? was beheaded. I see. Okay. okay. Thank you. Any prayer for a friend of mine, Robin, who has a COPD? Well, Lord, and, um, COPD. Lord, we pray but, for Robin, Lord. Robin. Mm-hmm. Lord, we Lord, pray for breathing, Robin. Yeah. Lord, that, that you would ease the breathing, Lord, the COPD, Lord, that you would heal the COPD, Lord. Lord, you breathed the breath of life into Adam, and he became a living being, Lord. And you can breathe the breath of life, Lord, even to those who are living, Father. You breathe healing, Lord, upon your children, Lord. And I just pray for Robin, Lord, that you would heal in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Good night. Let's take another call and talk to Tino. Hi, Tino. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Yes. Um, first of all, uh, recently my wife passed away, well, in October. I'm sorry for your I, loss, Tino. Thank you. Uh, and uh, she was sick for a long time with Alzheimer's, so I had a lot of time to to, to listen to KKLA, and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I listened to Jay Vernon McGee and uh, Chuck Swindoll and, and, and a lot of preachers because I had a lot of time, and and when um, she passed away, uh, I I called the radio station, I think it was on Sunday night, and I asked them, everybody told me, your wife is up in heaven looking down at you, you know, and mm-hmm. smiling. And, and, and then, uh, so I asked that person in, in, um, in that station uh, if that was true, and he says, he asked me, have you read the Bible? And I says, well, I listen to it all the time. He said, no, have you read it? And mm-hmm. I said, no. Read the Bible, and you'll find out it's in four places. <laughs> uh-huh. So I did. I, I'm, 
from August until now, I've almost completed the Bible. Oh, good for and, you. And I found out, more or less, it says, it says that, that she's asleep in Christ with her remains, in the dust. Mm-hmm. When one of them, it says she's in the dust or like in the grave. But one in, in Mark, it's sort of controversial because it says, uh, you know, in uh, in verse twenty four to twenty seven, chapter twelve, mm-hmm. he says uh, that he is the, not the God of the dead, but of the living. Mm-hmm. You are badly mistaken. And I and I, I was just trying to read it real quick because I didn't expect to get through the phone to tell you the truth. You mm-hmm. know, and it says now about the dead rising. Have you not read the book of Moses on account of the burning bush? He says, and he goes on to say that the God of Jacob, Isaac, and he is the, not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. Yeah. Right. So, so what does that mean? <laughs> well, what you're talking about is soul sleep. And the Bible does not teach that, that when we die, we sleep. The reason mm-hmm. the Bible uses the phrase sleep is because it looks like the body is sleeping right, right. when a person dies. But in, yeah, I understand that. But in 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 Second Corinthians, uh, Paul tells us, therefore, being always of good courage, and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are of good courage. I say, and I prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, we also have our ambition, whether at home or absent. So what the Bible is telling us is that to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. The moment a Christian leaves this world, the moment a Christian dies, they go home to be with the Lord. And we see that in the Bible because uh, uh, just think about the, the story of Lazarus and the rich man. You know, right. when, when Jesus told the story, he said you know, a rich man died and he went to Hades and to suffering. But Lazarus was alive and he was present with Abraham in Abraham's bosom or, or, or the place of paradise. So Paul tells us to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. So as soon as a person, uh, a Christian, uh, leaves this world, they're still conscious, they're still uh, knowing who they are, you know, the, the, they're not asleep in the body, they are absent from the body and home with Jesus, they're in the presence of Jesus. So that's why, uh, you know, and I know, I know that the show that you're talking about, uh, 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 Professor Craig Hawkins is on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. and he's a, a very... He's very, you know, he's in, he knows the word very, very well. He's been a teacher of the word for many, many years. And, you know, he, he's right. He, when he told you that your wife is in heaven, if your wife was a Christian, she's in heaven with the Lord, and she's enjoying the presence of Jesus Christ. Okay. So I can discount this in Mark where it says he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. So he, he's not really saying that... Um, he's saying that, that, that he's not the God of, 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 of people who are asleep and dead. He's the God of the living, and they are present in his presence in heaven. Every believer who dies, every Christian who dies, every born-again Christian who dies, they go directly into the presence of Jesus Christ. That's why he says he's not the God of the dead, because he's the God of the living. His kingdom is made up of living people who are alive in him, in his, in his kingdom. That's very comforting. Thank you. You know that uh, I, I did not 
bury the, the ashes that she was cremated, and I keep them with me. Mm-hmm. And she's in bed with me, and, and I take her everywhere in the in the house because I'm retired now. Uh-huh. And and I I pretend that I even talk to her, and and and, and I cry for her every night, and and I write her a love letter every single night, and 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 read the Bible, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but. Uh, from from reading those those other Daniel and uh, Thessalonians and man, mm-hmm. that said that she was asleep and well the and, Thessalonians scripture they're talking about saying is saying that those who have fallen asleep it means those who have, who have passed away who have died because the body looks like they're asleep we'll all be reunited reunited in the rapture of the church as we're raptured you know we'll all be together with him in the air and we will be with him forever but let me pray for you Tino Lord I just thank you Lord. For, for Tino, Lord, and for his desire to read your word and to seek you in your word, Lord. And I pray, that you, Lord, that you would minister to him, that you would comfort him, Lord, and that you would be his total comfort and his total peace, Lord, that you would reassure him, Lord, that one day we will all be together in your presence, Lord. You are not the God of the dead. You are the God of the living, Lord, because we live in Christ, and Christ lives in us, Lord, and we will live forever, Lord, in your kingdom, in your eternity, Father. And I just pray, Lord, your comforting Holy Spirit upon him, Lord, that you would just minister to him, Lord, and that you would make his pain easier, Lord, as time goes on, Lord, that you would ease his pain, Lord. Though we cry through the night, Lord, there's joy in the morning. Lord, let him find joy every morning when he awakes, Lord. Let him awake to you, Lord, to your thoughts and to your comforting Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Tino. Bye-bye. Good night. Well, if you'd like to call in tonight, you can call in at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. But in the remaining time that we have, I'd like to to just talk about the message tonight. And you know, we pray for for people's prayer requests here on the, on the radio. And I want to reassure you that when we pray, God hears and answers every prayer. Every time we pray, every time we seek the Lord, He answers every prayer, every time. You know, sometimes it feels, it doesn't feel like that. Sometimes it feels like, you know, our our prayers just bounce off the ceiling, but they don't. We have a God who hears us. We have a God who pays attention to us. And I'm always amazed when I think about, when I meditate on this, I am amazed at how God hears every prayer that's prayed i mean there are possibly billions of people praying all at the same time and god hears every individual prayer he knows every individual life he knows what every individual needs and he answers every single one and i am amazed at how awesome god is that he is able to do that you know look at psalms 34:15 it says the eyes of the lord are toward the righteous and his ears are open to their cry He's, his eyes are toward the righteous, those who have given their life to Christ, and his ears are open to their cry. He hears every prayer. And then Second Chronicles 14, and it says, And my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear. He hears every prayer. I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Yes, God hears every prayer. Every time we pray, God answers. And you know, sometimes the answer is yes. And, you know, we can deal with that. I mean, everybody loves to get yes 
Everybody likes for their prayers to be answered. Who wouldn't? I mean, that's why we pray. We want to pray, and we want to seek the Lord, and we want to hear, yes, here's the answer to your prayer. You know, no, you know, we, we, we all want that that affirmative reply from God that, yes, you're praying according to my will. This is my will for your life, and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, God answers yes so many times. You know, and then there's no. Sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes we don't understand, you know, why is it no, Lord? You know, uh, one time I was praying about... Uh, a very lucrative uh, offer that I had to get involved in in, in, a, in a business situation, and it was for quite a bit of money. And, and And the Lord said, "No, don't get involved." And I didn't understand it at the time, but later on, I I saw that that business situation didn't work out, and it didn't work out. It was a catastrophe, and the Lord had protected me from getting involved in a not-so-good business venture when it looked like it was really good. This really looked like a good thing to get involved, but the Lord said no, and I didn't understand why until much until later on when I saw what happened in that business situation. So sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's no, but then sometimes he says wait. Sometimes the Lord's answer is wait. And that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. That's what I wanted to emphasize tonight's message is when God says wait. You know, when God says wait, how do you deal with it? How do you deal, you personally, you know, as, as I'm talking, you personally, when God tells you to wait, how do you deal with it? You know, are you patient and trusting God or are you anxious and fearful? Are you constantly saying, you know, why God, why? You know, how do you deal when the answer, how do you deal, you know, when, when God says wait? Are you filled with faith or are you filled with fear? You know, and the, the truth is we all hate waiting. I don't like to wait. I, I you know, uh, my human nature is, you know, uh, when I pray, I, I need an answer, Lord. I, I'm looking for an answer. And we all hate waiting. Nobody likes to wait. You know, who likes to wait in lines? You know, I hate waiting in traffic. You know, I'm in my in my truck during the day and I'm working and on the freeways. And you know, traffic is frustrating. I don't like waiting in traffic. How about when you're when you go to a restaurant and you're waiting and waiting and waiting for a table? And you know, there's so many different times that we're waiting, and we don't like to wait as humans. You know, it's just our nature. We don't like to wait. We want what we want, and we want it now. You know, but God's not like that. You know, we're living uh, in a fast food, uh, instantaneous, you know, instant gratification generation. You know, we want what we want and we want it now. We don't want to wait. You know, if it's fast, it's good. You know, if I have to wait, that, 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 that just gets me the wrong way. But the Bible teaches us that patience, being able to, to wait, is a true virtue. And it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, being able to wait, being able to be patient. You know, the Galatians 5.22 tells us, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh and its passions and its desires. You know, you know, the anxiousness is part of the flesh. You know, being anxious and not wanting, not being able to wait, 
not being able to wait on God is part of the flesh, but the fruit of the Spirit. When when you belong to Christ, when the Holy Spirit is living in you, you're able to wait on the Lord. You know, what does the Bible tell us? Be still and know that I am God. In other words, cease from what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. Be still and know that I'm in control. Know that I have things in control. Know that I am God. Know that my hand is upon you. Know that I'm taking care of you. Yes, patience is a virtue. Patience is fruit of the Spirit. You know, another definition of patience, uh, the definition, I should say, the definition of patience is the ability to wait without complaining. You know, uh, I mentioned waiting in a restaurant for a table, you know, and you're hungry and you're complaining, it's taking too long, or this is taking too long, how long is it going to be? And you keep going back and asking, how, what's, you know, where am I in line? You know, but patience is the ability to wait without complaining, without murmuring. You know, the Hebrews, the Jews in the desert, they had this problem. You know, they were murmuring against God, and God held this against them because they were murmurers. You know, oh, if we only had the onions of, that were back in Egypt, uh, or Moses, why have you called us out into the desert to, to, to die? Were, no, were there no graves in Egypt to bury us? You know, they were murmuring. They weren't patient. They weren't waiting on the Lord. They wanted to see what they wanted to see, and they wanted to see it now. They wanted, they wanted the answer now, but they weren't willing to wait on the Lord. You know, when Moses was up there for 40 days, they murmured against God, how long is it going to take? How long is he going to be up there? You know, but true patience is the ability to wait on the Lord without complaining, without murmuring. And we need to learn this as a people, able to wait on him. We need to be able to seek him. We need to be able to trust in him, not with fear and anxiousness, but with faith and with trust. You know, another uh, 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 translation of the Bible uses long-suffering for patience. Long-suffering is never giving up, always being hopeful and relying in God's judgment and timing. That's long-suffering, being able to wait, being able to suffer it out, no matter how long it takes your, your faith and your trust is in God. You're, 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 you're not anxious, you're not murmuring, but you're faithful. You're waiting on the Lord. You're able to wait. You're able to, to go along with whatever God's plan is. You know, you have to remember this. God is not like us. God is not on a time schedule. He's not on a timetable. He's not, uh, doesn't have a deadline. God, uh, he knows the best time for everything. He's got perfect timing. He knows what he's doing. God is not confined to, to time the way we are. Look at what Second Peter 3.8 says. But do not let this one fact escape your notice. It says, pay attention here. Don't let this one fact escape your notice. If you notice something, notice this. It says, beloved, that the Lord, that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but he is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. He's saying, don't, 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 don't let this, this understanding get by you. Don't let it go over your head. Realize this one thing. Don't let this one thing escape from your notice. Notice this. Pay attention to this. That the Lord, with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. That doesn't mean this literally. It's trying to tell us something, that God isn't confined in time. 
God isn't confined in the days of the week, the, 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 the weeks of the month, the months of the year. He's not confined by years, months, days, time. He's not. He transcends time. God is not troubled or trapped by time. He's the one who created time. He created time. Before, b- before the beginning of the world, there was no such thing as time. God created time. So he transcends time. God sees the end from the beginning. He doesn't, he doesn't wait to see how things turns out. He knows how things are going to turn out in our life. He knows how things are going to turn out. He transcends. He moves through time at will. So God doesn't want you to, to think that he's on a time schedule. He wants us to know that he transcends time. He's not confined to time. Just think of this. You know, it says, the Lord is not slow about his promise. God is not slow about his promise. He will do what he said he's going to do. You know, some count God as slow because he hasn't come yet. Well, if well, think about if he had come a, a, a hundred years ago. Where would you be? Where would I be if God had already come back? But he's waiting that all would be repaired. He waited for you to be born. He waited for us to be born that we would have a chance to repent from our sins and be alive in Christ. So God transcends time. You know, there's an old saying, while God may not always be on time, he's never late. God is never late in his, in his promises. God is never late in what he's going to do. You know, my point is that sometimes God calls us to wait on him. You know, we have examples from the Bible. Noah waited 120 years while he was building the ark. Abraham waited long into his old age for God's promise of Isaac, his son. You know, Joseph waited 12 years in jail. He waited 12 years before he became the second most powerful man in Egypt. How about Moses? You know, Moses left Egypt when he was 40 years old. And then for the next 40 years, he was a shepherd in Midian. So it was 40 years as a shepherd before God called him back to rescue his people out of Egypt. You know, the main point is don't get discouraged. Don't allow yourself to be frustrated. Trust that God knows what you need. He knows what you're going through, even when he says wait. Even when God says wait, he knows what you need. You know, and he's doing his very best. He will do the very best thing at the very best time that needs to be done for you and for your family, for your needs. He knows when to say yes, he knows when to say no, and he knows when to say wait. But that doesn't mean, just because he says wait, doesn't mean that he's not going to fulfill his promise. God fulfills his promises. You know, the world wants to tell us, wants to tell you that everything is falling apart. You know, everything's falling apart in my life. Lord, this is happening and that's happening. But God is telling us it's nothing, nothing is falling apart. Everything is falling in place. Falling, a place, falling in place according to his will, falling in place according, according to his purpose and his plan for you. He has a purpose and a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me 
and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes, and I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I have sent you into exile. The Lord has a plan. I know the plans I have for you. It says you will seek me and you will find me. So I encourage you, don't get frustrated. Don't don't get discouraged. Renew your faith. Renew your trust. And wait on him whenever he says, wait. It's for a reason. It's for a purpose. It's for his plan. The thing that is most important to remember is that God loves you. God loves you and he wants the best for you. That's why in John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world. And you can put your name right there. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. He sent Jesus to live a perfect life and to die on a cross. You know, we're entering into to the, to the passion season, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the uh, triumphal entry, you know, uh, Palm Sunday, and then Good Friday, and then Resurrection Sunday. You know, we need to remember that you are that important to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that nobody would perish, but all that, would, that all the who would believe in him would have eternal life. You know, when he says yes or when he says no, you know, the, what, what I want to say is that he loves you when he says yes or when he says no, and especially when he says wait. We need to remember, even when he says wait, you know, he doesn't love us only when he says yes, and he doesn't hate us when he says no. He loves us when he says yes, he loves us when he says no, and he loves us when he says wait. The question is, are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait on the Lord? Are you willing to wait on his promise? Well, as you can hear from the music in the background, we're out of time for, 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 this, for this program. I hope you enjoyed the program. I hope you'll join us next week. Don't forget about Friday nights for prayer and worship, and then we'll be right back here next Saturday night. Keep, us in, keep me in your prayers as the Lord would uh, continue healing. And I'll see you hopefully next week. God bless you, and good night. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.